Section 8 of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book 2, Part 3. Columbus Reaches the Mainland. From his narrative of his third voyage, 1498. I then gave up our northward course and put in for the land. At the hour of Complins, we reached a cape, which I called Cape Galea, having already given to the island the name of Trinidad. And here we found a harbor, which would have been excellent, but that there was no good anchorage. We saw houses and people on the spot, and the country around was very beautiful, and as fresh and green as the gardens of Valencia in the month of March the next day i set sail in the same direction in search of a harbor where i might repair the vessels and take in water as well as improve the stock of provisions which i had brought out with me when we had taken in a pipe of water we proceeded onwards till we reached the cape and there finding good anchorage and protection from the east wind i ordered the anchors to be dropped the water cask to be repaired a supply of water and wood to be taken in and the people to rest themselves from the fatigues which they had endured for so long a time i gave to this point the name of sandy point punta de arenal all the ground in the neighborhood was filled with footmarks of animals like the impressions of the foot of a goat but although it would have appeared from this circumstance that they were very numerous only one was seen and that was dead on the following day a large canoe came from the eastward containing twenty-four men all in the prime of life and well provided with arms such as bows arrows and wooden shields they were all as i have said young well proportioned and not dark black but whiter than any other indians that i had seen of very graceful gesture and handsome forms wearing their hair long and straight and cut in the spanish style their heads were bound round with cotton scarves elaborately worked in colors which resembled the moorish head-dresses some of these scarves were worn round the body and used as a covering in lieu of trousers the natives spoke to us from the canoe while it was yet at a considerable distance but none of us could understand them i made signs to them however to come nearer to us and more than two hours were spent in this manner but if by any chance they moved a little nearer they soon pushed off again i caused basins and other shining objects to be shown to them to tempt them to come near and after a long time they came somewhat nearer than they had hitherto done upon which as i was very anxious to speak with them and had nothing else to show them to induce them to approach i ordered a drum to be played upon the quarter-deck and some of our young men to dance believing the indians would come to see the amusement no sooner however did they perceive the beating of the drum and the dancing than they all left their oars and strung their bows and each man laying hold of his shield they commenced discharging their arrows at us upon this the music and dancing soon ceased and i ordered a charge to be made from some of our crossbows they then left us and went rapidly to the other caravel and placed themselves under its poop the pilot of that vessel received them courteously and gave to the man who appeared to be their chief a coat and a hat and it was then arranged between them that he should go speak with him on shore upon this the indians immediately went thither and waited for him 
but as he would not go without my permission he came to my ship in the boat whereupon the indians got into their canoe again and went away and i never saw any more of them or any of the other inhabitants of the island when i reached the point of arenal i found that the island of trinidad formed with the land of gracia a strait of two leagues width from east to west and as we had to pass through it to go to the north we found some strong currents which crossed the strait and which made a great roaring so that i concluded there must be a reef of sand or rocks which would preclude our entrance and behind this current was another and another all making a roaring noise like the sound of breakers against the rocks i anchored there under the said point of arenal outside of the strait and found the water rush from east to west with as much impetuosity as that of the guadalquivir at its conflict with the sea and this continued constantly day and night so that it appeared to be impossible to move backwards for the current or forwards for the shoals end of section eight recording by pete mckelvin